There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So I gave birth to her, so at the time when I got pregnant, I knew that I was queer, but I actually conceived her just checking if I liked guys. <laughs> like when you when you are queer, you just realise there's, there's no such thing as normal. So you have to like feel, make your own path. And I came out as bisexual first because I felt like it was still, they would still give them the hope that I'm going to have a child the way they want me to have a child in the future. I feel like we're going to probably be the first ones to have this kind of like community and it's a shame that it's so, you know, heteronormative that you don't feel that comfortable in that space or you don't feel like you, you belong. Welcome, welcome one and all to Some Families, your LGBTQ plus parenting podcast. My name is Stu Oakley. And I'm Lottie Jess. Thank you for being here with us in your ears today, whatever time of day you happen to be listening to us. And Lottie, can I just ask, let's kick off the episode this week. I want to know, has anything at all interesting happened to you this week in lockdown hell? (laughs) I love that that's what it's come to. Anything? Anything? interesting? A good episode of EastEnders or, yeah... (laughs) <laughs> we did watch this really annoying thing. I don't know if you've seen it called The Stranger on Netflix. And it has like... I love The Stranger. Did you like it? It was so it cheesy like and so... Um, thousand different plot strands. Oh, and I, I was like, it. what? Eddie from AbFab is murdered in a cake shop. Like, <laughs> where do we go from here? So other than watching copious amounts of television, I've I've made a new... Fr- I've made two new friends. I've How? made I've made <laughs> friends with the gay boy who's like a decade younger than me, who lives opposite us, because he asked the neighbourhood WhatsApp group if anyone had a printer that he could print something out on, and I said yes. And as soon as he came to my door, I was like, oh, he's a sister, he can stay, and we had a nice chat, and it turns out there's a house of young gays over the road, so we've been having a few walks together, and I've made a mum friend, a very cool, straight, but incredibly open-minded and interesting woman that I met on a one of those parenting apps that you can like swipe through like tinder i think i spoke about it once before because i was upset that nobody i was gonna say to you're my a- friend did you actually find someone this time i found one for a person <laughs> yeah but it's nice we go for walks and like that's nice so i guess that's my news what about you it's a monotonous day after day of the same after the same after the same which is mm-hmm. really cheery isn't it and how are you keeping sane i'm not <laughs> is is the truth can and we talk just... to can we tell listeners about the message you sent me saying i'm lying on my kitchen floor 
<laughs> yes, that was a low point. I just, I yeah, my daughter's home from school, my husband's at work, and it was just too much. And I just decided to lay on the floor. To which one of my other friends, who I mentioned this to a couple of days later, mentioned, well, you're not at all dramatic, are you? So I was like, <laughs> okay. Fair I would point. I like to imagine Fair like, how you got down to the floor. Like, was it sort of like a... Uh, a drag race swoon <laughs> was it a drag it was a drag drop? race drop <laughs> and <just> like uh. <laughs> over it <laughs> yeah i am over it and if anybody yeah. else is over it i'm sure there's so many i'm here with you and 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 thank you for everybody that posts their miserable lives on <laughs> instagram <laughs> as well because it makes us all feel a bit better it is it it's, you know misery role- porn Roll on the summer. My daughter painted a picture this week. I just told her to draw. I was like trying to do some work. And I said, oh, just draw a picture. And then she drew this picture and she just proudly picked it up. And she was just like, it's daddy drinking wine in the sun. <laughs> and I was like, like, I bloody wish. I mean, she knows me so well. But I was like, please just take me with a big glass of rosé sitting oh. in the garden while they paddle around in their splash pool. Oh. Right, anyway, enough of us. Enough, of enough, enough, enough. Yes. Nonsense. So in today's episode, we have a little bit of a podcast loving. We have the amazing hosts of Two Two's podcast, Nana and Rose. Hey. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really brilliant podcast. It's so funny. I've really found myself laughing out loud as I've been listening in public transport and all sorts. <laughs> so thank you for bringing such joy to our, our ears. And I've also learned a lot. So Rose, uh, mm-hmm. Rose, you'll introduce yourself in a bit, but you've got a nine-year-old daughter and Nana, from what we understand, you are starting to maybe think about going on a bit of a parenting journey yourself, maybe one day in the future, not too distant future. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking probably like three years time, give myself three years, you know. Yeah. Okay, really? Cool. Three years? Wow, okay. Maximum. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, get on it is my advice. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because those years fly by sometimes, mm-hmm. and you never know, and you never know which way it's gonna go. We can't plan for kids, can you? Like, I mean, we can kind we of. Have but... <laughs> <laughs> we have really, to. We yeah. can't really plan, or you you be waiting for ages. So uh... yeah, I mean, yeah, you can plan absolutely everything up until mm-hmm. the point that you're you can you can plan, and then you just have to hand yourself over to the fertility gods yeah <laughs> i mean jumping straight into it nana i mean what what ways are you thinking about or is there a, is there a, a, a particular journey that you want to go on with it um you know i mean the cheapest way possible i'm thinking because it's gonna cost <laughs> a lot of money anyway i'm gonna have them until they're over 18 because i know parenting does not stop at 18 so um yeah i've been thinking about We've actually got, a, I've got a girlfriend um, and we've got a sperm donor. We've actually got a sperm donor. He, oh, amazing. Someone yeah, you know. Yeah, he's he's a friend of my girlfriend's and yeah, he's lovely and he's willing to give us a sperm. So we're just oh, like, wow. love it. It's, it's sick. So that's the route we're going down. It's probably turkey-based star situation. I am screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Did you and, not know this, Rose? No. <laughs> This is brand new information. Yeah. There is some exclusive. sperm on the scene. Some families exclusive. Yes. <laughs> you heard it here first, listeners. 
exactly. we'll make sure you get it all in writing and get all the contracts and do all the legal oh, business and make sure because you know if you're not married to your girlfriend mm -hmm. and you use a donor and you just do it at home you're not both considered the legal parents mm -hmm. you have to either go through a licensed clinic or you have to be married Right. Okay, we're gonna... It's just things to keep in mind. Yeah, I'm married. Again, it's just ripping that spontaneity and that yeah, <laughs> there is no spontaneity in parenting, in queer mm. parenting. Mm. Yeah. Rose, tell us about your daughter. She's nine, is that right? Yeah, so she's nine. She'll be 10 in June. And yeah, she's just my little Amy. And she's. So I, I gave birth to her. So at the time when I got pregnant I knew that I was queer but I actually conceived her just checking if I liked guys <laughs> Robin there that's so efficient yeah that's so yeah. efficient yeah like, I'm good but I got pregnant yeah literally that's literally how it went and yeah so and you were um, the spontaneity then oh 100 the yeah oh 100 and I mean at the time I wasn't sure if I was what was typically maternal. I wasn't sure if this... Obviously, I start, just started uni as well. So I wasn't sure if I was... What a mum was going to do if I dropped out of uni to have this child. So yeah, there was a lot of decision making. And in the end, I just felt like, I'm not sure if in the future this is something that I would do. So I'm going to just grab it now. And whatever happens, happens. And it's just been the most magical, the most beautiful journey ever. And I just wouldn't change any part of it for the world. Like, I'm just... I love her. I love the process. And it's great. <laughs> oh, that's so lovely to hear. Oh, that's given me a bit of, you know, warmth inside. I've been oh. moaning about how <laughs> my kids... have been dead inside for months. So <laughs> I've been... Thank you. I've been dead inside because of the kids driving me to insanity. And it's actually nice to hear somebody just feel so... <laughs> Again, parental. Yeah, I yeah. Um, I mean, there, so are the, there are moments where, you know, during the home learning. Oh. <laughs> Do you mind if we just go back to the the guy that you got pregnant by and mm -hmm. what your relationship was like with him and if and how that has continued and I'm just really interested as yeah. you said you were a queer person and obviously you had this relationship with a guy how that sort of yeah. transpired so we weren't in a relationship we were just friends <laughs> we were literally just friends okay. at uni experimenting and but over the years he just kind of thought was, he's kind of tokenized like he's got a lesbian baby mum, sort of. So it's for him, Is he's just, oh yeah, mom, the mother of my child is a, is a lesbian. But over the years, we haven't really, because now he's he's married and he has his own family now. And I guess he, the wife isn't that comfortable with my sexuality, even though it hasn't got much to do with her. So he hasn't really been around that much. But okay. yeah, but prior to that, wow. he just loved the fact that he had a lesbian baby mum before that. It's strange, isn't it? It's so weird. It's strange, yeah. Mm. How do you navigate that with, with your daughter? Is it Does she spend time with him and his partner? Or? No, not, not anymore, not really. So they used to, but now now that he's married and stuff like that, not really anymore. Um, he does call her sometimes, but actually physical like interaction and visits and stuff like that doesn't really happen anymore. But she, because at home, we live with my girlfriend as well. And I just feel like she doesn't really feel 
like anything's missing that much. That mm-hmm. like she still has two people that love her, and um, she definitely does take my girlfriend as her second parent as well. And she, I mean, sometimes she doesn't speak about her dad. It's always going to be her dad, but she does. She doesn't yeah. really that much. And I think it's just because she has two people loving her. And mm-hmm. in school, when she um, she has friends who have maybe their mum and dads talking about their mum and dad she feels like she still has two people to kind of match up to that so she just doesn't really she hasn't really expressed any sort of loss which is great but you know she's not older yet when she's older she might do then but for now we're just taking every step as it takes and whatever questions that she does ask you know we're always willing to like answer her truthfully and stuff like that nice and nana what's your role have you babysat i do you know what when Rosie is like maybe she's like stuck at work or can't pick her up to school I like go and pick her up I see it all the time it's like it's like we're family now so she's she's like my niece I've got I've got like four nieces so it's just like yeah the more the merrier (laughs) (laughs) but like she's such a sweet kid honestly and I feel like I don't know like the like Rosie makes parenting look so easy like I've never seen (laughs) I've never seen it so easy. And I say this all the time when she's like, oh, like, what do you think is like the best quality um, that I have? And I'm just like, you're just a really good parent. Like a really good parent. Oh, bless you. How nice is that? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And I, and I get, I get like maybe her in the beginning not feeling maternal, but she was like, like she was born to do this. And the thing, and that's the thing, right? You see people and you see them as they are like physically, because mass we're mass presenting, aren't we? And you might not, you, you may assume that we, we don't want to carry or we might, we might want to be mm-hmm. you know, mums, but there are some of us that do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Prime example, so she's doing a wicked job. Aww. Thank you, <laughs> Rose. When you had when you had her, you said you you knew yourself that you were queer at that time. But were mm-hmm. you out at that time when you had her? Um, so just a few friends, not that many people. And I I think at the t- I didn't have any queer friends at the time. So all my friends were straight, and they just they just thought it was a phase because others were also going through the phase. So yeah, they just pretty much thought it was a phase. Um, but they did they always recognised there was something a bit different. I wasn't into the same things they were into. And that's, like, literally, even when I told them that um, I was pregnant, they all thought it was, like, just a huge joke because they just, you want a guy, you want a guy. But they still, even though they still felt like it was a phase, they still just couldn't get their heads around it. Right. Yeah. And when you say you never felt maternal, could you, like, dive into that a bit more of what, mm-hmm. what you sort of meant by that? For me, I think at the time I was looking at being maternal in a more typical stereotypical kind of view the way like society has told us a maternal Mm. person is like and at the time even though I knew I was queer I never explored queerness that much I didn't explore all the different things that we know now with um, being non-binary being masculine presenting or anything like that I just didn't really have the language I just knew that I was queer and at the time everything that they said you know if you're a mom that you need to be like just just the qualities of what a mum is. I just didn't feel like I was that, even though now I am a mum and I can actually, I am that. <laughs> but I just wasn't that in the way that they presented on TV, in the media, what I saw in my family. And I also knew that I didn't want to be with uh, a man. So I just felt like, how could you be a mum but not be with a, with a, with a man? Because these were all the examples that I saw around me. Mm. I never ever saw, um, at the time, I never had any examples of queer families around me at all or not even one not even in the media I just hadn't seen it and did you feel similar Nana when you were when you were that age in the sense of did you imagine that you'd ever one day want to have children was that even a question that you had in your in your mind 
you know, I always wanted to be a parent. I think when I was 18, that's when I was like, like my most broody. I know it's weird, like, but it was like when I was my most. That's probably like, when your biological body clock was telling you, like, this is the optimum time to be doing yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly. It's <laughs> like seeing, seeing the babies are just like, oh my God, it's so cute. Um, that was me at 18. But, um, but it was once when I, because I wasn't out until I was about 20. So it was when I came out, I was just like, okay, so how am I actually going to do this? Do you know what I'm saying? I just, like, just like Rosie, I didn't see, like, two same-sex parents. Like, I just didn't, just didn't see it. And especially within, like, the, the Black community, I didn't see that. I did not see that. I didn't see it in person. I didn't see it in the media. So I was just like, how am I going to do this? And even, like, coming out to my family, it's just like, oh, okay, well, all the dreams of you having kids that are out the window now and it's like well no I've st- probably still got a working uterus so I'm sure I can you know <laughs> I can have a kid but it was just like it's just trying to find your way around it because like when you when you are queer you just realize there's, there's no such thing as normal so you have to like you make your own path and you get there a lot quicker actually as a queer person I think it's interesting isn't it I think that 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 classic and it's so classic in the in the the coming out stories of you know parents going well I'm never going to be a grandparent or oh you're never going to have children now I just I'm curious to know when that will or if it has indeed thank god already kind of died out because of you know there's still not a lot of queer representation out there um in for families especially for families yeah for families there isn't still I mean the fact that you know we've been around for a year now this Mm -hmm. podcast and we were the first ever LGBT parenting podcast you know there's nothing on a primetime so and very little if any in film so just you know I'm curious to when that that classic oh they'll never have grandkids will die out I think there's I think that's there's still quite a way to go with that because even um some of my friends they even me actually even though I already had by the time I'd come out to my family I already had Amy but I do think that uh, they still felt like she couldn't have any more children and I came out as bisexual first because I felt like it was still they would still give them the hope that I'm gonna have a child the way they want me to have a child in the future and it just kind of softened the blow a little bit I felt like it maybe softened the blow a little little bit to them and some of my friends have done the same they just come out as bisexual first and it's literally just because of having kids that's the only reason why they come out as bisexual if, even if they're not interesting yeah do you think you'll consider having a baby with your girlfriend oh yeah yeah we definitely yeah we definitely do want to and we've been yeah we've actually been looking at our options and stuff like that so that's yeah. that will be interesting to have kind of experienced just a quote-unquote natural pregnancy mm-hmm. and then to the sort of work yeah into into doing it when you're a same-sex couple I want to ask you about going out and clubbing and partying because on your podcast you talk about it a lot what is that I know exactly (laughs) and um, isn't that what they used to do in the olden days (laughs) yeah the young people (laughs) but I really um enjoyed listening to how you talk about nightlife it made me feel very nostalgic for it because it's been a long time as a parent and also obviously in lockdown but um I wanted to ask about why nightlife is important to you because you talk about the sort of spaces and clubbing black gay nights in London and I wanted to know why that's important and also what advice you would give a parent 
who once got so much of their identity from partying and going out, but when they become a parent, they feel like they have to stop all of that and lead a different kind of life. What what you would say to them? I think, do you know what? It's funny because in this lockdown, obviously, we haven't been able to go out and we've missed the community so much because it's just a chance to be with your chosen family like your tribe these are the people that you choose to surround yourself with and like it feels safe it feels like home it feels like a place that you can go where you're just there to enjoy you're just there to enjoy and for a lot of like queer people home life isn't always the best you know what I'm saying so it's just a chance for them to go out and just like enjoy and have a good time it's so weird that parents say that they don't go out anymore because if it was me and <laughs> you know I had a chance to go out I'd be going out I'd be like I don't know I just I'd just give my kids to my my sister and be like listen I need to go to I need to hit the club <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, is it because you don't want to leave your children? It's, or it... it's because you've got to wake up at 5am the next morning. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you spend your that? life That's tired. Thing I'm going to have a problem with because <laughs> I'm not a morning person. So I don't know. The kids wake up at like 4, 5 o'clock in the morning. That's just too early. That Do you know, so... I never experienced waking up early in the morning. She just slept your all the time. She just what? slept all the time. I never experienced no. it. <laughs> I never experienced oh it. We got into a sense of security with ours when they when they first came to us for a good you know for a good year and a half or so they used to sleep like angels and and my daughter used to lay in till sometimes nine o'clock in the morning it was heaven but wow. suddenly it's just hit now and it's a good 4 30 5 a.m <laughs> every so often most i'm so mornings. sorry and it's like oh maybe the second i do think it's gonna happen i think for the second, I'm going to get maybe the three o'clock starts. I just know it's going to happen. I just know it's going to happen. Were you still, you know, pre-lockdown, were you still able to kind of go out as well as much as Nana? Or yeah, did you feel like you're... I think I'll go out more than Nana, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I've got so more what's than your Nana. advice then to the parent that just is like, oh no, you know, I used to love all that, but not anymore. Um, So in the beginning, actually, I didn't go out. So I didn't really go out until Amy was about four or five. Um, so yeah, for all those years, for the unless it was someone's like birthday dinner or something like that, I, I was at home. Mum was not babysitting. Nobody was babysitting for me because all my friends were in their early twenties. Mm. Everybody was going out outside London, and it just nobody was babysitting for me. And mm. to be honest with you, I didn't really mind that much. I didn't really feel the urge to want to go out. And it wasn't until um, I would say I was about twenty. So I'm thirty now. So it wasn't until I was about twenty five. 24 on 25 that I felt like okay I want to go out again I want to see what's out there I want to meet new people and mm. when I was 25 is actually when I met Nana actually and I think that year I was just I was going for it and I just feel like you just have to go with how you feel inside as well mm. for me I just did it because for my mental health really I just was getting a bit sad at home all the time so mm. that's why I just started going out and I asked my mom if she would like babysit now and she said okay yeah she's older now so we'll babysit and I also um, have an auntie who is a nanny so she, and also my niece has the same birthday as um my daughter does so they all just used to go to my auntie's house and just play together so I was a bit lucky there that they were willing to like do the babysitting when I was going out and stuff so it was it was, it was fine it was literally just because how I felt inside I don't think anyone mm. should feel forced to do something and if they can make it so they can go out and get some 
responsible with babysitters. You don't just send your child with anyone because you want to go out. Make sure as a responsible person that you know very, very well. And mm-hmm. yeah, just go out. Like even even if to sometimes I've been out and I know that I need to come back a bit early, but at least I've been out for an hour or so. <laughs> come back it's early. It's so important to like remember that side of yourself, isn't it? And that your identity. Stuart and I have spoken about mm-hmm. that. Like what you give up you don't mm-hmm. have to give it up mm-hmm. but I think so often parents mums in particular just are like mm-hmm. well I've just shut the door to that whole side of my personality and my sense of self that got so much joy from dancing even yeah or listening to music um and I do I think I'm guilty of it but I think mm-hmm. it's a shame and I feel like when the world opens up again I'd really like to be a bit more carpe diem in my yeah, attitude to my social life, and soon before you know it, you'll be taking Amy clubbing with you. Oh, oh God, <laughs> she is not allowed until she's forty. <laughs> this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box, and if you break it down, it really comes out to two dollars a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So moving away from the kind of going out-out scene, I just kind of wanted to follow up on that and ask about your your views on, I suppose, the parenting community and have you found, you know, yourself in a, in a community that that embraces parenthood and have you got many friends within that space, I suppose, Rose? Not really. I mean, I've seen, I do find, whenever I see a queer parent on Instagram, for example, I do just follow them. (laughs) Whether I want to speak to them or not, I just follow them. Because, but in regards to like anyone that I know in person, um, no, I'm definitely the only one out of our, like our friends who was like a queer parent. And 
So yeah, it's just really small. Like that's what when I heard about this podcast, I was thinking, oh, okay, this is a platform. Like I'd never seen anything like it before, and I thought it was really, really cool. And all actually, after I did follow you guys, I did see others from you guys as well. So that was cool. That was quite cool. I wish there was like a community or like a WhatsApp group or something. I don't know. Did you ever go to any sort of parenting groups or mother and baby groups and stuff when you you had a tiny baby yeah I did and I didn't after a short amount of time I just stopped going just because it was just very cishet you know (laughs) (laughs) it was very cishet yeah yeah, yeah, just I just didn't really connect you know and it was just a lot of the language is very like hetero language and stuff like that and by now I knew that I was queer I just had stopped going Stop going. It's like a shame that we be... miss out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's sad. I feel like we're going to probably be the first ones to have this kind of like community of I don't know within our spaces because I don't I don't see it. I haven't I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. That would be like an actual mm-hmm. community, and it's a shame that it's so you know heteronormative that it, you don't feel that comfortable in that space or you don't feel like you you belong i did see in the news this week about there is a hospital in London. I forgot what hospital it is that they now are going to have, like, a gender non-conformance department or something? I think it's a, a hospital that the midwife services there are just making the language that they use around pregnancy and birth. They're creating, like, a lexicon specifically for queer and non-binary and trans people so mm-hmm. that they're tailoring the language that they use to the identity of the person so if somebody's trans they're not going to talk about breasts they're going to talk about chest and Mm -hmm. like subtle things like that but the newspaper like obviously ran it as this big sort of sensational story saying that what you know like the tone is like whatever next what yeah i got that as well yeah whereas actually if you really read into what the story is it's like a very small good thing Mm -hmm. for Mm. trans people it's like just let them have it like it's not taking anything away from you as a cis heterosexual person you don't need to be defensive or worry nobody's taking anything from you Mm -hmm. we're just giving someone something that they need it's just to make everything like inclusive and like to make people feel you know safe and to make people feel comfortable like why shouldn't everyone have that especially like as a pregnant person the amount of things that was going on in your mind you don't want to have to think about if somebody's going to use like the wrong language or misgender you whatever like exactly it's just creating a a safe environment for people yeah it's something that's yeah something Stu's talked a lot about as well Stu like just talking about feeling alienated from like parenting Mm. groups just because of the language being like always mother and baby mother and child and even things like books about how to feed your child are aimed at mums as though dads just don't feed children (laughs) it's not about taking away motherhood and it's not about taking away the idea of mums but it's just using that that's such I mean parent is such an inclusive word it's so simple and it's so unoffensive to so many people just use parent more. Just, we are parents. And that just covers off so many different things. It's interesting to talk about identity. And, and that's something that I've been really interested in and sort of learned a lot from as well from listening to you, to your show is sort of navigating intersectionality and your identity. And I, then I was wondering in that, like where woman, where mother, like all of those different identities, how mm-hmm. they're all like spinning around for you all the time. For me, I do think that some of our guests come on and they say like black is first and stuff. But for me personally, 
I think everything coexists like equally. Mm. I'm queer, I'm a mum, I'm black. And I just think that they all just coexist together. I don't think I can rank it in any sort of hierarchy to say one is more important than the other. Mm. Because there are quite a few black queer people that do say that their blackness comes first. And I think that that comes from just how they've grown up in the home, especially with um, a lot of African or Caribbean parents not really being quite homophobic, basically. And it's just like being queer is not part of being black. I think, yeah, that's still something that people work on and stuff. But for me anyway, I think it just all coexists together. And even being a mum as well, kind of going back to the language, Some sometime in the beginning, I felt so uncomfortable being called a mum. Like if, if, if it was a bit more inclusive and people just call me a parent, a mummy, come, come. Sometimes even now when people call me a mum, I still feel a bit... Like, what do you mean, You don't know me. You don't know what, what my pronouns are. Stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I just want, you know. So, yeah, just to go back to that point as well. That's, yes, I would say like, a parent and being queer and being a black person all in one, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Nana? Yeah, I'd have to agree. I think that some some people do say black first just because it's what you can see. For me, it's just everything's a part of me, it's part of my identity, and it's all equal. That's what makes me every single thing. Like I'm queer, I'm a woman, I'm black. All those things make me. So I can't put one above the other. It doesn't. So that's why sometimes it's a bit annoying when, you know, like we are talking about certain things and people feel like okay you gotta drop the queerness right now because we're talking Mm -hmm. about about this but it's no it's no interesting talk about all of it because all of it matters you know you can't i can't just let go of you know one part of my identity because it doesn't even make sense that's Mm. who i am Mm. and i suppose it's navigating spaces that are specifically for like one type of person it's just as you say it's being in those spaces as your your full self yeah and not feeling like you have to be confined by what that box is it's interesting because like even being a parent I don't feel like I know we're in the club like being in the club is not about you know we're always going to be talking about oh where was your school run today and stuff like that but <laughs> you know but I still feel like when I'm in a black queer space my I have to put my parents into the side a little bit just okay. because of some of the... Because I'm masculine pre- presenting and some of the more stereotypes in our community still about masculine presenting women, like carrying a child or being a mom and stuff like that. Is that. Sometimes it's still a bit taboo in our community. And so I do feel like sometimes to put it on a backbone. So so it's, it's sometimes there's even like issues there with trying to exist all yeah. as one person. Um, yeah, quite recently there were some masculine presenting people speaking about parenting and stuff like that. And it was just like, like and then some of the things that they were saying, oh, I couldn't carry a child, you know, that's, that's for the femme to do. And it's just like... <laughs> Oh, we like this is you lot are literally putting yourselves in, in a box. They are older generation out of interest. No, they're not. They're, they're, really... they're like they're our age, um, but they just but I do find with the older generation as well, with they're a bit more stiff. Like mm. <laughs> they're a bit really? more oh. Yeah, they are a bit more stiff. It's very much, you know, gender roles and Butch yeah. but it's so interesting how those labels come into parenting as well Mm. like we have all those labels within the queer community they're labels within themselves like you say they're in a box that's their that's their box and they can't leave Mm. it whereas you can be more free than that Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and that's why i said i'm not gonna like when i raise my kids this is i'm not really gonna put the gender thing on them they're just gonna be kids you know how like you know if you're if you're a boy you you put blue on you and if you're a girl you put all of that stuff's going out the window (laughs) so You know, certain chores for boys and girls, all of that stuff is just out out of the window. Like, gender's not going to matter in my house. 
You say that, though, because I found this really interesting Mm -hmm. as a parent, is I was completely on the same view of you. And before we got the kids, I would be like, you know, don't be gender specific about things. And I don't want to. But it's it's so ingrained in our society Mm -hmm. and media and culture that it just seeps in, even to the fact where I feel very proud of my family being very open and and free with it when it comes to gender. But, you know, I found my daughter telling my son that he couldn't do something because he is a boy mm-hmm. and that is a girl's cake and he can't do this because it's that. And she's got that from school. She's got that from outside the house because it is so embaked into society. Mm-hmm. It yeah. really is. Even though my daughter doesn't like pink, I find myself buying her pink stuff sometimes. <laughs> and it's just... It's just, I always say that when the first things we're socialised about, even before we're born, is gender. It's always going to be gender. You know, everyone with the gender reveals and the pinks and the blues. And I'm not even here yet and you're already socialising me. So I, sometimes I find myself doing it too. Then I, oh, I might buy her a dress. I'm like, oh, why don't you just wear a dress? Do what our mum used to do to me. And I just remember, hold on, I didn't like it when mum did this. What am I doing? I need to stop. It's also what's available out there. My son, especially, he loves typically things are typically associated Mm -hmm. with females and so like the moment he's really upset because he really wants a pair of bell pants Mm. but not bell knickers because they're not designed for Mm. boys in in their design so Mm. i'd need to find a pair of pants boy pants to keep his little bits in yeah (laughs) that has bell on for him but that doesn't exist and it's the same with pull-up pants like he like his sister had had her princess pull-ups and he was obsessed with them and he really wanted them. What is the only thing available in the shops? Cars. That's Stu, kind of what I'm you have to do. I'm seeing like a collab, some families times <laughs> pampers. Yes. 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 Gender non-specific. Yes. <laughs> Gender non-specific pull-ups. That would be great. Oh my it God. Would. It this would. I'm hoping for like all this stuff happening and then I have a child and then things are kind of like easier for me as a parent when it comes to this stuff. Totally. Play. And in terms of your daughter, Rose, mm-hmm. how do you, you know, how do you discuss or... You know, how does she know that you identify as queer? Is that something you've discussed with her? Is she, yeah? You know, how open is she to 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 that? So I only actually told her maybe during the first lockdown. Yeah, that's when I actually told her. But before that, she knew, but she just didn't. She just wasn't aware of any of the labels. So she always knew that a woman could be a woman, a man could be a man. Or anyone could choose to be whoever they want to be with. But she just didn't know what the labels were. So I did tell her the labels because some of her friends, they're getting older now. And they were, I guess, their parents have told them, oh, you know, Amy's mum is a lesbian. So (laughs) I guess the kids have come to ask her, oh, is your mum a lesbian? What's a lesbian? So then she's now asking me. We went to Black Lives Matter March and we had um, Black LGBT Lives Matter on there. She was asking those questions like, what does this mean? Why did you put LGBT on there? And I told her, um, I just explained to her I like women. She said, yeah, yeah, everybody likes, everyone likes women. Some people do, some people don't. And I said, oh, that's that's part of the LGBT community and that's what a lesbian is, so I'm a lesbian. And she, she didn't like the fact that there was a label because she felt like it made it seem like it wasn't normal and she's just she was she was uh eight she wasn't nine yet she was she was eight and she understood that and she was just saying oh does that mean like maybe some people don't like you is that why you had it on the board and I said no we're just going out there saying to remember to like us that's all really 
And yeah, so since then, she does ask questions sometimes. And again, obviously, she's aware of my relationship with my girlfriend and stuff like that. And she was also has um, my brother who has a girlfriend as well. She's just seen the two different types of relationships and the variety that there there is. So she just saw it from example, but now she's aware that there are labels and she's still getting her head around the fact that we have to use labels, but she knows that it's there now, so that's good. And Nana, would you, if you were to ask Rose's little girl to describe her, how do you think she'd describe her mum and how do you think she'd describe her family? <laughs> do you know what? It's because I'm... Raya is very funny. She, the way she is, it's just like, it's just mummy. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, it, because it's so normal to her. Like, this is all, this is like, this is all she knows. You know what I mean? Like, you, you've already been like this since she was uh, like, born. Yeah, she was born, yeah. <laughs> she's just like, everything is so normal to her. So she's just like, this is mummy. Even like, obviously when I came along five years ago, it was, there was, there, she, there was like no confusion. It was just like, okay, it's just it's just easy for her to accept people you know that look like you know me or that look like just just like any anyone and just easy for her to accept it's just she's just she's just a very happy child and I think she's very like comfortable and secure in the family even having to get around in that relationship like she's just like she's just a happy child like she doesn't know any different so it doesn't make a difference to her So I think that brings us on to, we have a segment on the show called Show and Tell. It's new to this season, but it's where we ask our guests to bring something to the classroom. So you're here with Mr. Oakley and Ms. <laughs> Jeffs right now. Bring something to the classroom that positively represents the LGBTQ plus either families or community. Or well, doesn't um, even positively, Stu, because sometimes we've brought things this is to show true. and tell that are just... <laughs> We like Things, to name and shame. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I, so if you want to bring something to name and shame, feel free to do it as well. But can I ask you, Nana and Rose, what have you brought to class today? I have bought an organisation called Just Like Us, and it's a charity for young people. And it's amazing because basically they just like go to schools and they educate and inform people. And it's something that, you know, I didn't have when I was growing up. And I felt very, very lost as a young person, as a young queer person in school. I felt lost. I didn't, you know, I didn't even talk about it. I remember there was a time where I would, I had a mentor and I, um, every week I'd like psych myself up to say, oh, I'm queer. Every week, I, the words just wouldn't leave my mouth. So I just feel like if I had like an organisation just like us, things would have been like, I would have felt more comfortable. I would have felt myself. So it's it's a really good one. It's a good organisation. And we've oh, actually... It's so good to know about. Yeah. yeah. We'll make sure we'll put, a, we'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah, as great. well. Oh, so what am I going to bring? So I will bring a TV show and I'm going to... I don't know, but I can't really bring that to class. It's not really age appropriate. No, bring it because I was also going to bring a TV show, and I'm wondering if it's the same thing. Oh, okay. So I'm going to bring the cabins. Oh, okay. It's a it's a dating show. (laughs) Just I've never seen so many queer people on a dating show before. Oh, amazing! Yeah, and um, yeah, this is the first and the first episode. So basically, the concept of the program is they get two people in the cabin. And they just get to know each other over the, a couple of days. and But they always choose whether they want to stay another night or not. I thought it was going to be like a Love Island, but it wasn't. But it was just the queer representation on there. Like the first episode, two women, they paired up two women. And they're actually still in a relationship. I'm giving a spoiler. Amazing. And um, I think 
they might be one of the only ones out of the whole show. That oh, actually... no spoilers. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <That's fun. laughs> I'm literally like, I'm gonna go and no pour a glass of wine and watch this as soon as ha- we finish. I haven't watched them all. I haven't watched all the episodes, so you know. Okay, this but, is um... the lockdown show that I need in my life. What I wanted to bring is talking about the the presentation of lesbian mums on TV. I don't know if anybody's seen We Are Who We Are on BBC. No. Absolutely beautiful done by a director who directed Call Me By Your Name. And it's this like incredibly beautiful sort of platonic love story between these two queer teenagers, oh, a boy and a masculine presenting girl, mm-hmm. gay girl. Nana, do you know, it, do you know yeah. this? Yeah, isn't it amazing? TV, but, so yes. okay, but so tell me, like, the lesbian mums in this and their relationship with the boy, your face <laughs> is saying it all. It's so, it's so <laughs> it's strange. It's off-key, isn't it? But he is an off-key boy, isn't he? He's a he is, yeah. Boy. And I was trying to understand, like, if there was something going on with him, but we didn't, I didn't really get It's that. so interesting. Like, the you well, you don't see lesbian mums on TV enough. No. Okay. And then when you do, it's like, there's, they're really odd. There's no two ways about it. Like, mm-hmm. they're <laughs> odd with each other, the two women, and they're odd with their son. Mm-hmm. And it's just weird. So I loved <laughs> the show, but yeah. I was like, can I just see... Some nice, normal gay mums, please, on yeah. TV. So that's what I wanted to bring to the group as a talking point of like, yeah. anyone got any other recommendations, any listeners of examples where there's been gay mums or gay dads on a show where mm-hmm. it's not been a plot line? Oh, I tell you or what, it's like had sex education mums, as well. Sex education. That had lesbian uh, mums and that wasn't a storyline. Actually, yeah. I, honestly, I wanted some background story. Like, I wanted to know how they got together, and then, <laughs> but we didn't get it. <laughs> but we're also thirsty, aren't we? For, yeah. Like anything, like, we want the spin-off that's just yeah. about the lesbian Before you go, we're gonna do a funny, quick thing with you because we're gonna steal it from your show of Snog Marry a Boy. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're gonna, gonna do it. Care and theme it. So yeah. Stu, do you want to read out our first? Yeah. Go on then. Our first right. Three options. Okay. Why don't I put this one to Nana? So Nana, would you? So you've got Wanda Sykes, Jodie Foster, and Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, <laughs> okay. Wonder Sykes, my, I mean, like, has marry if we're gonna go for that. That has to be my parent because endless lols. Come on, like, I'll be laughing every day. Jada Pinkett Smith kiss, like, because her parenting, she just kind of let her kids like be who they wanted to be, and that was amazing. I just thought that's the that's the way that I want to raise my kids. And yeah, I don't know much about Jodie Foster, really. I just know her in the films, but I don't know much about her, but she has a cute family. So are you avoiding her? Yeah, I'm avoiding her, but she has a cute family. I just don't know much about her. Would yours be the same, Rose? No, I think I'm marrying um, Jada. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, even though she has, you know, her entanglements, I still... <laughs> I think we can get around that, and and but and I would kiss Jodie Foster, and I would Ooh. avoid Wanda. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Wanda okay. for me. I mean, she's. I, I, lo- I do love to have a laugh, but I don't like to have a laugh all the time. Mm, she'd be a bit exhausting. <laughs> Here's another three for you. Not all queer parents, but uh, anyway, I guess this is a sign of like how few there are in the public. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't. I can't even <laughs> think of any. But, so Chrissy Teigen, obviously not gay. Mm. Cynthia Nixon. Massively gay and Beyonce. Oh, the Sylvia next um, Sex and City. Yes. Yeah, the <gasps> yes. lawyer, lawyer babe. Oh, okay. I'm marrying Beyonce, of course. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, really? Oh. 
Phoenixing because I like like I like her like I've seen her like her speak and stuff like videos of her speaking I think she's very smart yeah she's amazing Mm -hmm. she's smart she's talented I just love her I'm I'm saying it like I want to marry her instead um um yes who was the last one again I think Chrissy Teigen yeah Chrissy Teigen I'm I don't know I don't know what she does it's John Legend's wife you know Chrissy Teigen yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) take her or leave her yeah. I mean, I think you're going to have your hands full with Beyonce as a wife. I think that was a... Oh, 100%. <laughs> what about you, Rose? I am going to marry Chrissy. I just think she... I know I just said Wonder laughs too much, like jokes around too much. But I do feel like Chrissy wouldn't be joking, but she'll still be funny. Mm, and she you cooks know. really well. Oh, well, I actually have her cookbook. So, yeah, great stuff. Mm-hmm. And I am going to kiss Beyonce. But I don't know. We can just play with Blue Ivy and other kids. They're nice. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I'm going to avoid... Who was the last person again? Cynthia Nixon. Yeah, I'm avoiding Cynthia Nixon. Fair enough. Yes. A bit old Fair for me, enough. you know. <laughs> well, thank you so, so much, you two, for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Nana. Thank you, Rose. Two twos. Wonderful. If you fancy a natter with us, you can DM us on Instagram or Twitter at somefamiliespod or you can email us at somefamilies at storyhunter.co.uk. Or you can visit our website, somefamiliespod.com. And big news, on our website, you will find out how you can join our Some Families community. Sign up for our newsletter where we will be providing you with all the latest news, views, opinions and hopefully some special offers um, in your inbox on a regular basis so head over to our website somefamiliespod.com to sign up and join us on our queer parenting journey thank you for listening and we hope that you enjoyed this episode we'll be back next week with another one and so until then it is goodbye goodbye this episode was produced and edited by Hattie Moyer Some Families is a Story Hunter production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.